Welcome back to the Capable Podcast. It's Haley here bringing you another guest, Eva. Eva, thank you so much for coming on today to tell me a little bit about your experience and a funny story you've had while working with the individuals with disabilities. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about your experience working with individuals with disabilities. Well, um, it started out uh, seven years ago. Um, I actually eight years ago, I was asked to sub long-term for a special ed teacher. And um, I never wanted to be in special education. And um, I subbed for her, she had a baby. And so I was there for the rest of the year and fell in love with it. And they asked me to go back and um, get my endorsement. And I did, and they hired me um, the next year while I was doing my endorsement. And then I've been in it since, and I've done several levels from high school all the way to kindergarten, preschool age. So I've been everywhere. Nice. Thank you so much for all your services that you've done for them. Now, I know you have many stories to tell. So tell me a funny story that you have for me. I've uh, worked a lot with really challenging students. Um, I've been blessed to work with um, one of the ladies that is on the ground floor of um, the STAR program, which the STAR program is uh, strategies for teaching based on autism research. So it's ABA therapy and it's pretty involved. And she lives actually near me. And in the town, I started um, uh, teaching special education and I just love her. Um, she's very brusque and sharp. Her name is Jenny, but she's done it for so long that uh, she all of her knowledge is valuable. So because of this, I feel like I've been put in a position where I work with kids that are really struggling um, and very low um, academically, maybe um, more um, more of a student that we're working with, um, teaching them how to do those ground floor things like mimic and um, understand directions, follow one and two step directions. I mean, we're really on the ground floor. I just start with like, do this and clapping my hands and then they they we want them to mimic that and it takes hand over hand and several um opportunities to get him them to start that and so um with that um one of my hardest students that i had a couple of years ago she was she was interesting very smart but she was nonverbal autistic and i got her in kindergarten and everybody warned me and I um, um, had learned from Jenny, she, she would act out and kick and pinch. I had bruises up and down my arms and she would show, tell me, Jenny would tell me, never re react, never react because they're looking for a reaction. When you don't react, um, then extinguishes that behavior. So I'd learned and trained myself not to react to pain. Well, um, we were all in a big group and she was kicking and um, she was a, um, 
about a hundred pound kindergartner. She was a big girl and um, she was mad and she had some big rain boots on with big tread on and it was summer and she kicked and I had um, sandals on and she caught my toenail and ripped it off. And um, I didn't react. And um, at one point, my you SLP react at all. Your toenail is off. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I didn't react. Uh, in fact, all I said in my voice that I always use nice and level, I said, oh, she just ripped off my toenail. And I said it just like that. So nobody like it didn't register because everybody was trying to figure out what to do. And we were all trying to keep her from hurting herself or kicking over the bookshelf. And so finally my SLP, who is one of my very good friends goes, Oh my gosh, Ava, you're bleeding. <laughs> and um, so, so we kind of had a good laugh about that. She was, she was a challenge, but you know, um, I, I enjoyed the challenge and um, we had her following directions and she was a runner and we could walk her through the school without holding on to her hands. She would follow and, and um, we just, I mean, it started out really rough and I thought, oh my gosh, we're never going to get there, but we did. And um, I just, I don't know, for me, what I learned from Jenny is invaluable and you have to be super thirsty for it. It's definitely a labor of love and something you have to be passionate about too. How long did that take you for you not to react to any kind of pain? Well, that was my fifth year in. So probably about five years. And I had several kids that I would, that I worked with that were like, I had one kid, he was tiny. He climbed up me and tried to strangle me. Um, <laughs> it just you just have some very um, interesting interactions, and um, that was probably one that probably hurt the most. Although sh her pinches, she was good with her pinches and strong, so she would pinch and twist, and it really, really hurt. Doing this meant like them communicating to you, or yes. was just trying to push your button. I think it's, well, they're communicating no, and they're communicating to me, they're saying, um, I'm not going to do this. This is their no, this is their refusal. This is how they communicate. But if I don't react and I've seen it work so many times, if I keep my calm and don't react to that pain and that, um, um, refusal from them it slowly goes away because why am I doing it? If they're, if they're not going to do any, I mean, and they, they're so like, she's nonverbal. So she was so locked into getting a reaction. That was her form of communicating and getting communication back. Mm -hmm. I mean, words were not a lot to her, but a reaction is. So every time I would give a reaction or if somebody gave her a reaction, that's what you, um, that's what she's, it's a positive a reward for her behavior. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. even though you could be upset and you could say, ouch, that really hurts me. Don't do that. That makes me sad. Actually, they're getting a reaction out of you, which is what they want. And so 
um, it's, it ends up to be a positive reward for their behavior. And so how did you fix, I guess, how she reacted to saying no, instead of kicking you, how did you guys work on her switching that? Well, she was very um, food oriented. And so um, we did tiny baby M&Ms. And I can tell you, um, she probably got maybe at first it's more, but you start to, you start to weed it out until you're, she understands that you asking her to do something um, is a positive and her following directions is a positive. And so then you can start to do more praise. But at first, they don't listen to praise, especially nonverbal and autistic kids. It's hard. So you have to do it with something tangible. So I would start with an M baby M&M. And she loved those things. And at the end of the, I, she maybe got 12 the whole time she was with me. I mean, but she knew that that was her positive reward. So we would start there. And we would just start with walk with me and you keep your sentences very minimal and we would have common language. So if we asked her to sit, it was always sit, nice sitting. Um, and then we wouldn't vary from that. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of, um, not a lot of chit chatting would, would go on with, we just kept what we were saying very minimal short and to the point and it was always common i in fact made little cards for everybody working with her so that they would know the basic common um sayings that we were using walk with me stop wait waiting um those kinds of things so that she was always hearing the same thing that was that went away i was not getting pinched by the end of the year she was walking with me she was using a communication device to choose um play-doh colors and she could tell me more um with her hands and her communication device for like her snack time and um i could give her a direction like go throw it away and she would get up go throw it away and come back and sit down it was a huge, yeah. um, we in fact videoed it for her mom and um, let her mom watch because it didn't happen when mom was around. So we wanted mom to know what was going on and mom wanted to watch. So we kind of did a Zoom link and um, we showed what we were doing with her and mom was amazed. And um, it's, it's very fun to me. I love seeing behaviors. That's my favorite thing is figuring out behaviors and how to manage them in a way that is appropriate for the child, if that makes sense. Getting mad at a child isn't always appropriate yeah. or, you know, um, giving them some consequences doesn't always work. You kind of have to learn your, where you're at. Just recently, just this week, I had a student and he's autistic too. And he was in my room and he has learned helpness, helplessness. So he would watch me, um, not even look at his book. He had read the words earlier, but we had to read it again. And this frustrated him. So instead of working to try to read it, he would look at me, my face and guess words without even looking at the sentence. And so, um, 
I had to be very careful, school my face, not because it's like natural to start sounding out the word or whatever and give them a hint. And so I did that and he was really mad. He schooled my face and um, he was really mad and kind of threw a fit because I wasn't giving him what he wanted. And he screamed and everybody in the school came down because I'm new to see if I'm okay. And I'm like, I'm good. And um, really, this is mild compared to what I usually have had. Um, and so I just sat back in my chair and it was PE next. And I said, I will wait. And I sat there and was very calm and just paid attention to anything else I could until he came to me. Okay, 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 he said. And um, <laughs> he was able to read it just fine. He just didn't want to put in the effort. And then the next day, we had no problems. <laughs> it was, it was, we were um, helping him get past that learned helplessness. And I think before, every time he was throwing a fit, he was getting the iPad, which kind of gets them. I understand it. There are times I want to do the same thing, but um, yeah. it, it's not, it's again, giving a positive reward for bad behavior. Yeah. Behavior that we don't want to see. Yeah, exactly. I think it comes down to like you understanding autism, first of all, and the social cues and understanding where they're at with their social. Yeah. And also understanding the behaviors that they've learned in order to communicate and how to switch them to their level, but also to communicate it better as right. well. You know, and also there's that learned helplessness, I think in a variety of different individuals with disabilities. Cause I think back in the day, they just did everything for them just as soon right. as they couldn't do it all. You know, right. and I get that with parents too. Like, I'm like, your kid is capable of doing this. And they're like, I've never seen that. And I think it's also a reminder for the parent to be like, hey, you need to set high expectations for them too. Because I think any person, if it's gonna be done for them, will would rather take that than actually them having to do the work to do it. Right, and it's, it's so true. And that's another thing that Jenny has taught me. And she, <laughs> like I said, she's brusque, but I love her. I know where I stand with her. And um, she will tell me all the time, like I had a little autistic kid kind of leaning on me and, and, um, he wanted, he, he was always leaning on me and, and pushing on me and stuff. And she, she's so sharp. She's like, do not let him do that. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> and, um, it really, um, I always wanted to please her. So I was, uh, like, I always remember that, like she was, she was telling me, no, that's not a good behavior to allow him to do. And she, went on to explain one of her favorite things to say to everybody, and I use it now, that's working with a child that is high needs, is what do we want to teach him? Mm -hmm. So you're teaching him that it's okay to lean and push on you and be all over in your space. And she's like, that's not our job. Our job is to teach him appropriate behaviors. Yeah. And yes, he is a little boy, but she said, if we do not teach him, then who is going to? And she's exactly right. Exactly. Because parents tend to, and that's okay. That's their job. Their job is to do that. 
our job is to make them as independent as we possibly can and to teach them how to be in society. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your stories and your service that you're doing. You're doing a great job with everything. And thank you for coming on today to tell me a little bit about your experience and your stories and your amazing work that you're still doing to this day. And as always, get more, get ready for more stories to come. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.